Hey, this thing is tough, man. It's tough, this thing. Even at the university, it's the morning routine university. Hey, it's still recording, eh? 49 minutes, yeah? Basically, like what we do is in the context of leadership and entrepreneurship. So I'm not sure if you know much about the podcast, but it's basically to help leaders and entrepreneurs on their journey and help them execute them, you know, get the necessary mindset. And this is only the beginning. is the Chief Executive Officer at CloudScaf, an information technology and services company that is driven towards transforming the scaffolding industry into a seamless digital automated environment. He's also the co-founder of DOG, a multinational team that shares a passion for school education and lifelong learning with over 40 teachers, academics, and presenters with a combined 353 years of schooling experience and 195 years of tertiary education experience. He is an entrepreneur who is looking to positively impact the world. I am honored to be chatting with Byron Wood. Welcome, Byron. Hi, Sophia. Thank you for having me. It was a very, very nice introduction. Uh, I appreciate that. No, thank you for coming on the platform. You know, it's always it's always great to speak with uh, different entrepreneurs and people in different industries. Of course, you're both in the scaffolding and the education, but you know, mainly focusing on technology. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation, and I know our listeners out there, wherever they are in the world, are going to truly gain a lot of value from what we're going to chat about. So. Just getting into it here, uh, I know, Byron, that you're involved in quite a few operations. You know, managing and leading one company is hard enough, but you now have a few under your belt. And I always get people asking me what the secret is to taking on multiple projects at once. And I always say, there's no definite secret that works for everyone. You know, you have to build skills, a mindset, and develop habits that work for you. So I'd love to know, uh, Byron, how do you accomplish all that you do in your different companies? Uh, thank you, Sophie. So yeah, that's a very good question. And uh, the the straightforward answer is simply time management. Uh, you know, when you have multiple businesses that you're involved with, the most important part is to prioritize what is important. Uh, we can really easily get lost in the details of trying to resolve like inadequate problems, uh, leaving the bigger problems out uh, to make it, not, not necessarily leaving them out, but uh, putting them on hold because they're more complicated to deal with. Uh, so we find ourselves in this infinite loop of fixing irrelevant problems in our business. And uh, if you have the ability to time manage or time block is what we call it in the office and prioritize the 
the important problems of fixing the big issues in the business, it becomes a hell of a lot easier than jumping around fixing small issues and not knowing where you stand in terms of your bottom line of your business. I love I love those sentiments and it's stuff uh, that is echoed by the likes of Elon Musk and uh, Patrick Bet David where a CEO's job is so complex and a CEO is exposed to every single problem or every major problem in the entity and yeah you know it really is a very laboring and taxing role but <laughs> of course someone has to do it uh, so thank you for that analysis there Byron uh, now when I came across your profile a few weeks back one strong statement really captured me and it was something that I resonated to deeply uh, it reads my secret to happiness lies within the compounded effect of hard work perseverance and luck the harder I work the more I persevere and the luckier I become and at times I feel that people get caught up in dreaming about what they want to do that they neglect to put an active step forward and work mercilessly towards what they look to achieve in the world honestly hard work is a prerequisite to success uh, i think every single person out there will agree with me there so how can people listening out there improve their work ethic in their respective journeys uh yeah thank you yeah uh, <laughs> It's actually quite nice to hear that you cited back to me because I always recited to myself. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, it's once again a very nice question that you're asking. And uh, in my opinion, how people can improve their work ethic is to find something that's, that you're passionate about. Uh, and I know that seems like the same sort of thing that you hear over and over is follow your passion. But it really is the secret to success in business. Or even in, if you're if you're not looking to be an entrepreneur, if you just want to to go into the workforce, if you do not find something that resonates with you and that gives you a purpose to wake up for every morning, then you are not going to to have the work ethics that's going to drive you to to achieve the level of success that you want in the industry that you do. So finding meaningful, purposeful uh, work that resonates with you, I find, I believe, is the most important part behind entrepreneurship and employment. Uh, to give you a quick example, uh, I enjoy soccer or football, right, as an example. And I, I just do not possess the talent to be a professional football player. However, if I am that deeply passionate about football, I could set up a podcast, in, interview lower level uh, football players and build my way up to the top. So I'm still really within the football environment and uh, all the, the things that I enjoy about it. And eventually, if I'm purposefully driven towards my my achieving my goals uh, and my work ethic falls in line with that, then I would be driven towards getting to the top where I'm interviewing the likes of Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo and really be the, the personality within the football podcasting uh, space if you want to call it that um, so I think finding purpose is vitally important for your work ethic 100% and I always feel that it's such an injustice when entrepreneurship is tied to money or monetary gains I mean of course yes uh, money will be there but money is a byproduct uh, it's as a result of action as a result of what you do and I'm of the great belief that entrepreneurship 
is about solving problems and fulfilling a higher purpose and through that you gain so much more you know it so much more meaning in your life and more importantly in the lives of people that your work impacts so thank you uh Byron there now one unavoidable aspect of entrepreneurship of course it's failure you know you will come across adversity you will come across hardship and it definitely won't be easy because of course if it was every single person would be doing it so how can our listeners better utilize failure in their journey through both business and entrepreneurship I absolutely love this question and I think it's not documented enough throughout the the entrepreneurial life cycle and the the documentaries that people uh, push out of famous entrepreneurs and businessmen um you you see someone like Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg or whoever it is whoever your the the mentors that you follow and it appears that they've got overnight success but you don't realize those companies have been built for 20 years in the running and uh, the amount of adversity that they had to face and overcome it's just there's not enough paper in the world to document how many challenges successful people have overcome uh so i feel that failure is probably one of the most important aspects behind entrepreneurship it is what separates an entrepreneur uh from a business owner in my opinion a business owner is somebody who's just willing to to put the do the bare minimum do what they need to do in terms of getting income and move on with life and they are happy with it. Uh when they get faced with adversity, they just shrug it off and they move they move on to what is the norm. An entrepreneur will take that opportunity that they see. They see failure as an opportunity not as a, a challenge if you want to see it that and they rise to the occasion to overcome it. Um, I think failure is back to said it's not taught enough and I do believe that as a great entrepreneur if you're looking to go into entrepreneurship you need to embrace what failure is and don't see it as a way of not succeeding see it as a way of how successfully not doing something in a specific way is the probably the best advice I could offer um but it's fantastic like for us like even if you go into venture capitalism like you get a hundred no's but it's the the 101 time that you try that you end up getting the the investment that you're looking for so it's it's just taking it on the chin understanding where you went wrong and moving forward and that's how you become successful yeah i i you know i couldn't agree more and i think it's that big barrier that really just stops a lot of people from either continuing forward or even just starting in the first place that fear of failure fearing that you know what i can't do this it's not going to work all that stuff and if you say that of course it won't work you know what you say is true so i feel once people get over that barrier of fearing failure and just changing that mindset and view of failure and seeing failure as data that you extract on your journey and you use it to learn then success is i mean honestly guaranteed uh, so thank you for your for your perspective there Now our world of course is changing more rapidly than ever before and a great contributing factor to all this change is the fourth industrial revolution. This revolution is resulting in the digitalization of numerous business processes and activities 
and numerous businesses that continue to utilize old school methods of operations are finding it more and more difficult to stay afloat. I see your business, CloudScaf, is involved in digitizing all paperwork of companies in the scaffolding industry and automating all scaffolding processes as well as saving businesses time and money. Would you say it's important that businesses digitize their their operations and processes and practically how can they go about it? Uh, So yeah, thank you for that. In terms of, of the scaffolding industry, it's a very unique business industry if you want to call it that or construction industry right the scaffolding industry produces so much paperwork to to erect and uh, utilize a scaffold it it just seems disproportionately um, counterproductive to invest that much time effort resources into to something that is so temporary so we took it upon ourselves to to figure out a way to move or to alter a big industry, which is the scaffolding industry. Um, it seems crazy because at the end of the day, the construction industry in itself is a very antiquated, outdated, I call it archaic uh, business practice. Uh, there are a lot of innovations happening within the construction space, but nothing in the innovation space in the, on the administrative side. Everything is with regards to building materials. So innovating in terms of figuring out how to um, streamline a company's work process that generates probably hundreds of thousands of pieces of paper a month is the the task we took upon ourselves. And also doing that, we believe in helping the environment. If we have the ability to reduce that level of paper impact on the environment, it will have a positive effect and we would want to be part of the contribution towards saving the environment. So you'll see as part of CloudScap is for everybody who registers to the platform, you will donate 5% of our proceeds back to planting trees, uh, which will help the scaffolding industry's reputation of utilizing so much paper. So we will essentially be giving back to the environment. Um, in terms of how do you help companies to digitize their business processes? That's such a big question to answer. The scaffolding industry, for instance, is a very specific industry that we focused on because we, to capture everybody or to put everyone under one umbrella, it's almost impossible. Everybody comes with a unique solution with unique problems. Uh, I feel that that's where the the opportunity lies within the, the innovation of, of, where the opportunity lies for people to innovate in, in the business sector is to find a way to help companies digitize their processes. Uh, We took it from an industry level, you can take it as simple as a company level, just help one single company figure out how to to manage their paperwork in a more efficient manner. Um, But I do feel it's vitally important. I do feel each use case needs the time and um, the attention to detail that is required to make it a successful venture into digitizing. Uh, it took us over a year to figure out how to, to work, uh, get the scaffolding industry to, to re- remove their paper trail and it took a year to develop. So at the end of the day, uh, looking at how long that process is, 
I think you can't put everyone under an umbrella, like I said before. And uh, yeah, I think there is a massive opportunity for people to to optimize companies' processes if they are willing to to put the time and effort in understanding how those businesses work. Now, I think you know in. In all you've said, Byron, you touched on something so profound, something that hasn't actually been, you know, spoken about in our part. I mean, in our podcast thus far, but I feel it's so important, which is, of course, sustainability in entrepreneurship. You know, we cannot go and create great businesses and serve people if we do not, you know, maintain and serve our environment and actually preserve it for future generations because of course our world has given to us we've been granted resources by the world mainly natural of course it's now our duty you know as people who utilize those resources to you know make sure that they're still available to those long after we are gone so thank you for those thoughts there Uh, and so often i hear about burnout or entrepreneurs not being able to cope as a result of imbalance in their life. And I personally feel it's important that entrepreneurs look to maintain balance in their life and focus on all aspects of their life as opposed to just one or two. Uh, We as humans have different areas of our lives such as family, physical well-being, work of course, and so on. Uh, So what tips can you provide for entrepreneurs and leaders out there who struggle to maintain balance in their lives? So this question really applied to me the day that I had my first child. And as a young entrepreneur, if you're single or if you're in the dating space, it's a lot easier to commit 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, That's what you sort of sign up for when you go down the entrepreneurship route for no pay in the beginning <laughs> um but yes it's, it's a it's a it's a very honest question and it's the it's a very difficult question to answer because you want to prioritize everything within the business because that's what brings income however at the end of the day you have a family and you've got uh, a role to fulfill in your household as being a father and being a spouse um and Having your, you've got a commitment to your family also. So it is it's very difficult to answer because you want to be full steam ahead into the business, growing the business because the business at the end of the day is what helps your family also. Uh, but having my first child has made me realize that you do need to work incredibly hard to detaching your, 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 your work life from your family life and you have to give your family time also. So I don't think I have the answer to, to what you can do or what you should be doing. But how I've approached it is that from eight to five, uh, if it is completely possible, focus completely on the business and potentially on a Saturday if you like also uh, a couple of hours on the weekend. Uh, but you need to set aside time for your family. There, there is no doubt. Like if anything, God forbid, ever happened to to, to you or your, one of your family members, you would regret it immensely if if you didn't spend that time. Um, the balance is it's so important, especially when you want to see your kids grow up and be a part of their lives. Uh, 
I think it is a, a tough question to answer and it's a hard pull for a lot of entrepreneurs to bite when you do have a family, but it is so important because at the end of the day, your family is the people that are there to share in the success of your your, your business and your, your, your business venture, if you want to call it this. Um, and keeping them happy and being a part of their lives is, is vitally important. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there, Byron. And, you know, when we when we get into this life of entrepreneurship, you know, competing on the highest level, we often get into it to ensure that later on in life, we don't regret or we don't look back on what if I pursued this? What if I did this? You know, what if I should have actually, you know, <laughs> regret is really a big part of pushing us into it so it would be a shame for us yeah. not to regret us not spending that time with our family you know watching our kids grow and stuff like that so i uh, thank you for your sentiments there on you know balance within this hectic life that we live now of course Byron, one thing that me and you have in common is that we're both in the education sector you know, you're a co-founder of Dog, a platform which I really feel is revolutionizing both primary and secondary education as we know it. Um, but I'd love to get your views on this. What are the shortfalls currently in both the South African and, if you can, of course, the rest of the African continent's education systems? So it's, it's also, once again, it's a very complex question that you ask. And to answer it under one umbrella is very challenging. But uh, I can share my personal perspective as to where I believe the shortfall is and where the opportunity lies. So to give some brief background into who I am, I actually read, I am a qualified architect with a master's degree, which I paid for at a formalized academic institution. Everything that came after it as to where I am today in life and all the different businesses I am in is as a result of my desire to learn uh, in different industries such as coding, marketing, graphics, animation, uh, scaffolding. It all comes as a result of having access to the internet which then came as a result of me doing self, giving self-taught knowledge or doing self online learning, teaching myself various aspects of business, buying books, uh, learning different business uh, tactics and strategies and learning from, from the best. Uh, I do believe that is the biggest downfall where in South Africa and in Africa. Um, there are certain people who are fortunate enough to have had access to the internet, which I was one of them. Uh, but I feel that the 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 tele, tele, telecoms companies aren't doing enough to bring access to the rural parts of Africa and South Africa, where underprivileged people do not have that same opportunity. Um, I don't feel that formalized education is the way that the the world is going. I feel that online learning at your own pace in an industry that you find interesting is the way that a lot more entrepreneurs are going or where a lot more entrepreneurs are going to be birthed. Um, gone are the days of where your, your, your country uh, your country's bounds is what's going to stop your growth. 
we are in a globalized society with access to information uh, that is equal to any first world nation. I can go into YouTube and I can watch a tutorial on how to, to use Google AdWords, for instance. It's the same opportunity that anyone sitting in a first world country would have. Uh, the only problem is in Africa is that not everybody has that same level of access to information. So I feel that is the biggest issue where we are, that we are currently faced, that we could birth so many great entrepreneurs and so much more entrepreneurs and really make in the, uh, Africa a, a mecca for business uh, because they are incredibly intelligent people on the continent. They just do not have the same opportunities as first world or more privileged users uh, or uh, people in the, the world are. So that's where I feel the opportunity is. I feel that if major business such as telecoms companies would offer the infrastructure at almost a reduced rate, if not free for if you're in a specific regional zone, it would we'd see such positive outcomes coming out of it and education or self taught education would be a big thing and I think as a result of that we would have a lot of positive outcomes in our GDPs. That's it right there and one you know concept that we as Learn Smart Education are really looking to drive an effect throughout South Africa and the African continent is that expansion of what education is because we have you know a very close-minded view of education for us education is university it's school it's formal education but education is so much more than this you know there are different ways that one can learn one can you know acquire the necessary skills and i think one of the greatest teachers really is entrepreneurship because it shows you that there are different ways to learn you know learning through experience learning through this learning through that and i really believe once you know africa's youth latch on and utilize technology as a resource to better equip themselves with the necessary skills. This continent can go and do great things. This continent can be an active contributor to the fourth industrial revolution, as opposed to just merely being acted on it. So, you know, I really think that the role that we in education, but more so in ed tech play, is such a pivotal role in transforming education and through that transforming African, transforming lives. So thank you for that analysis. And, you know, I know that throughout your journey, you have, you have learned so much, you have acquired a lot of skills. So I'd love for you, Byron, to please impart some lessons that you've learned in your life that you wish that you knew of early on in your life. <laughs> uh, there are so many lessons, hard lessons that I've had to learn. Um, so one of the main things is that you learn lessons really quickly when you lose money. Uh, I've lost millions of brains um, just because of lack of education, lack of understanding, experience. Um, one of the best lessons I could offer anybody is that if you are a young entrepreneur and you're looking to, to enter into the, the entrepreneur space, you, it's, it would be highly beneficial for yourself to, to firstly educate yourself by reading books. 
and to find yourself a mentor who can guide you so you don't make bad decisions that you'll have to learn from financially uh, the one thing is right you can always get back the money like that's one of the benefits of the entrepreneur space like yes you lose money but you also make money but you can't get back the time and if you're going to be working in something misguidedly for the next 10 15 years where if you just had somebody who could guide you you could get there in a much quicker space or allow you to pivot into a area or change your 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 way of thinking so that you you can achieve the goals that you have set out for yourself i find finding mentorship is vitally important it is it will save you hours and hours and hours if not years in time and i cannot explain to you how much money you will end up saving yourself by not making mistakes uh and also contractually like as a young entrepreneur when things start happening for you you're going to be faced with a lot of contracts that might be above your suppose your pay grade at that point in time where your experience level just won't be at the point where it needs to be to to understand entirely what that contract means so having somebody that you can lean on and like like bounce ideas off of and like really sit down take them out for a cup of coffee once a month or once a week if you have a good enough relationship with them and absorb their information and learn from them i think it's vitally important so uh, that would be my biggest lesson learned and biggest offering to offer your your viewers is find a mentor because it will save you in more ways than you could ever believe This has been such a a fruitful conversation which I've had with you today you know I'm really glad that you came on you know I know every single person who is listening has something that they can take out of this you know conversation and so many points which we mentioned which we spoke about have never been you know spoken about up to this point so uh for those you know who are listening who want to see more of what you do maybe get in contact with you or just check out your socials where can people find you on social media and of course more importantly where can people find more information about cloud scaff and dork as well uh thanks for that so my personal social media is i uh, is completely blocked and private uh as i do believe there is a level of privacy that we all should utilize which a lot of people don't and they don't realize that it is it, it counts against them in in the long run so my businesses are completely uh plastered all over the web so cloudscaf you can go to www.cloudscaf.com and you will get access to the entire website you can view the products that we have on offer uh dork is www.dork.online uh there you will get access to the the platform that will bring you grades 1 to 12 any subject any lesson any grade for the same price which is a tremendous service offering and it's essentially I didn't mention it before but like it's just what what dork has the ability to offer the south african market right now it's just so beneficial and i really do hope that uh, your users or your listeners at least go and sign up it's for free your your first 3 days 
It's only 149 rand a month for a license for access to the entire grade, uh, to the entire education system. Uh, we have social channels, which is on Instagram, dork underscore online and cloudscaf. Those are both on Instagram. And you can find my personal profile on LinkedIn. If you send me a message, I'll happily respond to you. If you have any questions or if you want to learn more about what we do ah thank you very much for that now you know what with dog i cannot emphasize it enough i really think that platform right there that is a world-class platform world-class educational platform and that is available you know here in south africa here at home and in the african continent so please guys if you are listening do check out that platform you know for that 150 a month it's value for money there is a lot of value for money so do check that out of course do check out cloud scaf as well and byron thank you so much for joining me today this has been a great conversation honestly i wish you nothing but prosperity thank you sophie so i really appreciate it and if i can also just say i think your initiative is really fantastic i don't feel there are enough people on the African continent, you are showcasing what entrepreneurs are doing and the value that Africans are bringing to, to their home. Uh, I think your initiative is really, really, it's, it couldn't be more necessary and it's inspiring to see that someone such as yourself also is really pushing in the space to bring in awareness about what greatness comes out of Africa. I thank you for that. What a chat, what a conversation. Yes, guys, join us in the next episode as we'll be chatting to none other than Tuto Mashile, the 2022 University of Pretoria SRC president. Yes, you guys really do want to tune in for this one. It's a fantastic episode. But as always, you guys already know. Until next time, let's continue on our journey in creating a better world.